want him to come once again. I want him to take his liberty. I want him just to obey God. I want to hear the voice of the Lord tonight. I want to hear God's prescription. I want to hear God's diagnosis. You know, a lot of people go to the doctor and get, they find out what's wrong, and the doctor says, this is what you need to do. And they don't do it. And then they are upset that they're not any better. Well, I went to the doctor, but I'm no better. Yeah, but you didn't do what the doctor told you to do. Well, hallelujah. You got to act on what he says. So we got to put into practice what the word of the Lord tells us in each and every service. Apply it to our lives. Hide it in our heart, the psalmist said, that we might not sin against God. Well, praise God. God bless you, Brother Waldrop. Come take your liberty tonight. Thank you, Elder Regan. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Would you lift up your hands again in God's presence tonight? Hallelujah. Lift up your voice. We're in the presence of the Lord here in this house. We worship the mighty name of the Lord. Amen. Turn in your Bibles to 1 Kings, the 19th chapter. Amen. I am honored and humbled by the kind remarks from your good man of God. And... Uh, we want to be a blessing to God's kingdom wherever the will of God uh, facilitates and demands and requests that we are. We just want to have revival. We just want to do the will of God, be a blessing to God's kingdom there. Amen. First Kings 19, verse 19. So he departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him. And he with the twelfth, and Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. And he, speaking now of Elisha, left the oxen, ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? He returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew them and boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen and gave to the people and they did eat. Notice this last phrase here. Then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. Elisha arose and went after. Somebody say he went after it. Amen. Now 2 Kings, the second chapter, several years if my biblical math is accurate somewhere around seven or eight years from what we have just read in 1 Kings 19, we read here in 2 Kings, the second chapter. Elijah, verse 8, took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters, and they were divided hither and thither, so that they too went 
over on dry ground. Would you say they went over? Go to verse 14. And he, now Elisha, took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elisha went over. Would you say he went over? Amen. This story begins the first time we read of this young man, Elisha. He's plowing in a field with 12 yoke of oxen, and the man of God comes by and without a word just cast his mantle upon him. The Bible said uh, he quickly made arrangements so that he could uh, go uh, after the man of God. Amen. He went after Elijah. Amen. Amen. He made arrangements. He facilitated his going uh, after. Amen. And then... As his ministry launches, his independent ministry, his independent prophetic ministry, first order of business is he goes over. He went over. I want to preach with God's help tonight, going after to go over. Going after to go over. Amen. Would you lift up your voice again? Amen. Let's open our hearts to the Word and the mind of God. God has a will for us in this place tonight. We glorify the mighty name of Jesus. We glorify the mighty name of the Lord. And I worship your mighty name. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I worship the mighty name of Jesus. I praise the mighty name of the Lord. I love you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Please be seated tonight. Lord bless you. Not trying to oversimplify the things of God tonight but just speaking in some very broad terms, many of the defining characteristics of Bible heroes are really all not that complicated, that they had simply a passion for the kingdom of God. They were very interested in the will of God being done in their generation. Amen. I know that not all of them saw all that they wanted to see, but they lived uh, their lives by faith uh, to facilitate the will of God uh, in their generation. Amen. You certainly won't see all that God has for you uh, if you don't put God first. If you really don't want it, you don't have to worry about it. It won't happen. God never imposes uh, and forces His will uh, and His desire on uh, anybody. It meant not one time in this Bible do we read uh, the works of God and the hand of God either uh, 
as Jehovah in the spirit or as Jesus in the flesh. He never said, I'm going to do something good for you whether you want it or not. I'm going to give you a miracle whether you want it or not. Nobody that didn't want it got it. Amen. But I do find a lot of people uh, that wanted the hand of God to work in their life uh, and were willing to work uh, on God's terms. I I believe that is a key ingredient. Uh, They were willing to work on uh, God's terms. They were willing to do things the way uh, God wanted it done. Can you shout hallelujah? It meant we could talk about Noah who built the ark according to uh, the pattern. We could speak of Abraham who looked for a city whose builder and maker is God. Amen. All of these heroes of faith, uh, many of them that we read about, the Bible said God uh, said uh, and uh, they did uh, such and such. By faith, uh, Noah built uh, an ark. Uh, He moved with fear uh, and built an ark to the saving of his uh, house. God uh, said, uh, this is going to happen uh, and this is what I want you to do about it. And they're heroes of faith, not because they lived a perfect life, not because they were without fault or flaw, but they were willing to live their lives on God's terms. I'm convinced tonight that is uh, a vital ingredient to end time uh, apostolic revival and harvest. Uh, When the people of God uh, live for God uh, according to the will of God. And they worship on God's terms. They pray uh, on God's terms. Uh, They live their lives uh, on God's terms. Now, had we been in charge in 1 Kings 19, it probably would have been different. I mean, this is a really big deal. God is appointing and assigning the next prophet. This is the one that's going to step into the role of the prophet of God in Israel. Now, Elijah, uh, in some ways, in many ways, and many times, seemed bigger than life. It's a tough act to follow. I mean, he's the one that facilitated through the will of God and on God's terms uh, the overthrowing of and set in motion the overthrowing of Ahab and Jezebel. It didn't happen a lot of till till some time later. Amen. In Elisha's uh, tenure, if memory serves, but nonetheless, there were some major spirits that were broken off of God's people because there was a man of God willing to stand for God alone if necessary, but do things according, I'm gonna say it again, to God's terms. 
And so God commanded him, I want you to go here and I want you to anoint this man to be the king here and I want you to go here and I want you to anoint this man to be king here and then I want you to go down here and I want you to anoint Elisha the son of Shaphat to be prophet in your room. And he simply goes to where Elisha is working his job. And doesn't utter a word according to uh, the biblical story here. And simply cast uh, his mantle upon uh, Elisha. Now Elisha knew good and well uh, what that meant. Elijah knew what he was doing. uh, And Elisha knew what Elijah was doing. And Elisha could have said, well, uh, that's not how uh, I would have done it. Amen. I, I'd a whole lot rather there been a procession involved and some blaring of trumpets and uh, some declarations being made. Hear ye, uh, hear ye. Uh, Elisha, the son of Shaphat, is to be uh, the next prophet of Israel. But that wasn't God's turn. Can I preach what I feel right now? Amen. I believe a lot of times doing things according to God's terms is God finding out, do you really want the will of God done in your life? Amen. It's not about the pomp. It's not about the amen circumstance and attention and credit and glory. Amen. Maybe very few even saw what was going on. They just saw an old man walking down the road with a mantle and casting on the young man Elisha, and they saw him stop in his tracks and run after the man of God and say, "Wait right here. I'll be right back." And Elijah said, what have I done? You know good and well what you've done. I want you to know God was finding out if Elisha was willing to work on his terms. And he went after. You know, had there been a lot of attention, there would have been some undue pressure and expectation. I mean, he's going to look like a heel if he refuses. And everybody's going to be watching him because we know who he is now. But you know what? It wasn't time for him to be prophet yet. They, they would have stopped paying attention to Elijah and all eyes would have been on Elisha because the announcement's been made. He's the, the next prophet. And God said, if he's going to be uh, effective in my kingdom, it's not about him getting attention. And it's not about him doing things because he feels pressured uh, to do them. He feels that there's no other option. (laughs) Elisha, you can just keep right on plowing if you want to, son. Elisha, you can just carry right on with your business if that's what you want. I'm going to have me a prophet. Amen. I want it to be you, but it doesn't have to be you. If it's not you, it will be somebody else. I will have a prophet. I will have a man. I will have a voice. I will have somebody that will work on my terms and submit their will to mine. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm preaching tonight. Amen. I want to know, are you listening to the word of the Lord tonight? Are you willing, amen, to work on God's terms? 
Are you willing to lay your will aside? Are you willing to lay your preferences aside? Are you willing to lay your dreams and your ambitions aside and say, not my will, but thine be done? Let's lift our hands together again in Jesus. I cannot emphasize strongly enough uh, the importance of a keen awareness. Uh, Again, not because of the attention, uh, not because of all uh, the goings on, but a keen uh, awareness uh, of divine opportunities. All it was was a voiceless uh, casting uh, of a mantle. Amen. And Elisha recognized uh, this is a special uh, opportunity. It would appear uh, he meant nobody gave Elisha a heads up. There was no bulletin or mailer that went out ahead of time that says be watching uh, for Elijah the prophet. He's going to be walking by. Elisha, you need to be paying attention. He's going to be doing something. Uh, you don't want, there was no warning uh, there was no alert. Amen. He's plowing. He's working. He's focused on what he's doing. Amen. And a mantle gets cast upon him. And instantly, he recognizes, I've got a chance here to be a part of God's business. I've got an opportunity. To help the will of God be done. Amen. You don't have to twist my arm. I don't don't have all the answers. All I know is I'm not going to let this opportunity pass. I'm going after it. It doesn't matter where I got to go. I'm going after it. It doesn't matter how many years it takes. I'm going after it. It doesn't matter if nobody knows who I am. I'm going after it. Doesn't matter if it just looks like, amen, I have pushed pause on a successful entrepreneurial experience and went and just poured water and become a servant to a prophet. That doesn't move. What other people think about me is not in the equation. What I'm concerned about is what does God think? I'm not, I'm not worried about making everybody else happy. I, I just want to please the Lord. I, I want to put a smile on God's face. And you know what makes God happy? Amen, it makes God happy when somebody says, you know what? Amen, the kingdom is more important than my business. The kingdom is more important uh, than my family. The kingdom is more important than my finances. And I will allow nothing with the help of God. I'm not saying you can't have, amen, these things and not do the will of God. But what I am saying is that everything else is next. Everything else is behind. 
My career is subject. My family is subject. My finances are subject. My future is subject. My preferences are subject to the will and the work and the kingdom and the move of God. Hallelujah. Hey man, if I can't have both, I'm going to do the will of God. If my family says, choose us or God, I love you, but I'm choosing God. If my career demands, choose me or choose God, I'm choosing God. I'm going to say it again, I cannot emphasize or stress strongly enough the importance of an awareness and a willingness to go after it. Pursue the mantle. Pursue the anointing. This is not about those in ministry. This is not a call to ministry. I'm talking about being effective in the kingdom. There's a work for every one of us to do. There's souls for every one of us to impact. God has a place for every one of us in his kingdom. Not everybody can play and sing. Not everybody's called to preach. Amen. But everybody has your place. And what I'm preaching tonight, it is time, amen, to put doing the will of God as the first order of business in your life. This is not a license for laziness says, I, I'm not going to go to work today because I'm going to stay home and pray. Amen. You won't get a lot done in prayer that day. Amen. That's not what I'm preaching. It's more of an attitude. It's more of a frame of mind. If you really got what I'm preaching about, you'll set your alarm early. And you'll go to God before you go to work. And you might take some time during your lunch break and talk to God some more about doing the will of God. Come on, sometimes people use the kingdom, amen, as an excuse to justify their, amen, lack of work ethic. Come on, I'm preaching right now. Elisha wasn't sitting at home in his easy chair filing his fingernails. Even Elisha had his sleeves rolled up. Elisha had dirt under his fingernails. Elisha had sweat running down his face. He was working in the field. I never saw it quite like this. But can I share what God just showed me? Amen. God always puts his mantle on someone working in the field. Somebody involved in harvest, that's who gets the mantle. Come on, if you're, if you're sitting around waiting on the mantle before you get busy, you're going to be waiting a while. Bear with me in my folly.
heard the words shout now a lot tonight. There's more to shouting than what your feet are doing. There's a lot of attitude involved and a lot of passion involved. Sacrifice of praise is not measured by what you give, but what you have left when you're through giving. If you have a million dollars and give a hundred, that's not really a sacrifice. But if you have ten and give five, that's a sacrifice. <laughs> Amen. Sacrifice oftentimes is measured by proportion and percentage. Amen. In the in in the economy of the kingdom, the the widow that gave the mites gave more. She probably was the one, as far as monetary value that day, gave the least. But she was also the one that had the least to give and gave all she had. And Jesus took note of her and said, Oh, that lady right there, she gave more today than everybody else. Amen. And so, don't wait till the prophet walks down your road. Somebody shout the word now. <laughs> Somebody shout now. <laughs> Don't wait till the mantle's on your shoulder. When do I get in the field? Somebody shout now. When do I teach a Bible study? When do I intercede in prayer? When do I come to church early? Don't wait till you get a position. Don't wait till somebody calls your name. Don't wait till you're amen, given some credit. Don't wait till your name's on the bulletin board. When do I pray? When do I come? When do I fast? When do I worship? When do I sacrifice? When do I go after it? Not because the trumpets blared. Not because an announcement was made. When do I get up early? Now. When do I stay up late? Now. When do I give sacrificially? Now. I'm not waiting on credit. I'm not doing it because I was asked to. I'm doing it because I'm hungry for I'm off my notes but I'm in the Holy Ghost God's got a mantle a man of supernatural anointing for somebody that's already in the field somebody already got your hands dirty somebody already in the groove somebody already busy Now, 
faith is the substance of things hoped for. We walk by faith, not by sight. I don't wait till it all gets together. I work for God now. I pray for revival now. I exercise faith now. Oh, somebody love the Lord from your heart, please, from your heart. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, I need some prayer warriors. Amen. To engage in the battle. I need somebody. Amen. To roll up your sleeves in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I've not come to preach you a pretty message tonight. Amen. I've come to preach. Amen. There's no substitute for the hunger. Amen. For the things of God. There's no substitute to going after it. Going after. Going after. Going after. Going after. Going after. Going after. It doesn't matter to me when, where, how, or who. All Elisha knew was, amen, that's mine according to the will of God. And I want God to know I'm willing to go after it. If it means a change of priorities, I'm willing. Be seated if you wish. He went after. He went after. Now, now you would say, brother, all that, all that means was that he followed. Well, I beg to differ. There's more involved than just following. He went after. He went after. Amen. The day the transfer happened, his going after became even more clearly recognizable. Because, <clears throat> again, just a... Casual statement and comment by the prophet Elijah. I'm going from Gilgal to Bethel. You stay right here. With all due respect, sir, this was not being disrespectful and disobedient. Again, God was testing his mettle. Are you, are you, are you still going after it or have you gotten... Adjusted and accustomed. And something along the lines of as the Lord God liveth. <laughs> Amen. If you go to Bethel, I'm going with you. I'm not letting you leave me. Amen. I haven't lost my focus. I'm still going after. My Lord. Amen. Nothing wrong with Gilgal. Gilgal's a good place. Gilgal, amen, really gained, amen, its importance in God's kingdom. 
when they were going over into the promised land and it was at Gilgal that the covenant of circumcision was reinstated. Gilgal means uh, the rolling away. Amen. It was at Gilgal that in a lot of ways Israel started over. For whatever reason, amen, they, they let years go by with no circumcision. For whatever reason, I, I, I don't know. But they let it happen. But before we go to the promised land, we got to get back in covenant or there's no promise. I said there's no promised land without covenant. And it was at Gilgal, amen, that they reinstated and got reconnected with covenant, amen, through circumcision. In this day, amen, have I rolled away thy reproach. Amen, Gilgal is where the reproach gets rolled away. Can I tell you, amen, I'm nobody's judge. I'm just saying what I feel tonight. Amen, I'm not copping out, but I'm just trying to help you understand. It meant your walk with God does not always have to be you starting over. If you need to start over, then bless your heart. Let's get the show on the road. But there comes a point in time that we put Gilgal in the rearview mirror. Amen. Thank God for a new beginning. Thank God for a fresh start. Thank God that I was allowed to start over. But by the help of God, I won't have to start over all over again. Can I tell you, there'll be no prophetic ministry. Amen. There'll be no promises fulfilled. There'll be no miracles experienced. If you're always having to start over, start over, start over, start, don't live in Gilgal. The mantle goes there, but the mantle doesn't stay there. The mantle goes, he meant from a place of starting over to Bethel, to the house of God, to the presence of the Lord, to a place, he meant of covenant renewing. It's another renewing of covenant. Gal is where you do what you do. <laughs> and Bethel's where God does what he does. <laughs> but you got to go from Gilgal to Bethel. You got to do your job first. Can I tell you, it's just not all about the glory of God and good church. Amen, just coming and soaking in the presence of the Lord and just keeping it to myself. Oh, no. Amen, because before the day's over, amen, the mantle leaves Bethel and goes to Jericho. Now, you think to yourself, what in the world is the man of God going to Jericho for? Well, he's on his way to Jordan for one. But Jericho's the place of an old victory. You know what? Oh, I feel to say this tonight. You don't have to be satisfied 
with testimonies of previous generations of what God used to do. And that's going down sideways because too many of us are too intimidated. Amen, by supernatural opportunities. Amen, I don't know about you. I'm ready to see something for myself. Thank God for what God did for Joshua. But I'm ready for what God does for me. Amen. Thank God uh, for Papa's testimony. Uh, but I'm ready to get one for myself. Come on, if it's leaving Gilgal, I'm leaving too. If it's leaving Bethel, I'm leaving too. If it's going to Jericho, uh, to Jericho I go. About that time, the memo was spread around and there were some sons of the prophets that had been getting into to Elisha's ear now for a few, few hours now. They, 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 they realize what's going on here. Don't you know that this is the day the Lord is taking your master from you? I, the Bible doesn't tell us how they knew. It just we know they knew. And you know what? I believe that started, if, it, not, if not at Gilgal, it started at Bethel. And Elisha said, yeah, I know. I know. I'm going after it. And they were there in Jericho to say, do you know what God's doing? Yeah, I know. I'm going after it. And the Bible said when they got to Jordan, they were standing off on the side. They knew enough about what God was doing to witness others doing it. But they were the same knotheads that when Elisha come back by himself he said, you know what, we, we just want to go check and, 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 and make sure Elijah really did leave. You know what? They didn't really believe what they said. They were the ones that said the Lord's going to take Elijah away. And then when Elisha come back with his mantle, they said, well, we better go make sure. We better go check on the man of God. You know what Elisha said? Go for it. I'm not worried about you. I don't have time to waste on those that just want to just be just connected enough to kind of be aware of what's going on, but not get in on it. I know there was only one mantle, but I'm telling you, there could have been some other sons of the prophets uh, that said, you know what, I'm not just going to stand around and watch somebody else uh, be used of God. Uh, amen. If I'm not the prophet, uh, I still got something I can do. Uh, and I'm not just going to stand around with my hands in my pockets. Uh, I'm going to get my hands uh, in the harvest. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I'm butting heads uh, with the demonic spirit uh, tonight uh, that says if I'm not, uh, amen, the one and only, uh, then I'm just going to be a bystander. Uh, if I'm not the one getting it done, uh, 
I'm just going to stand around with my hands in my pockets. Amen. Making sure everybody around knows that I know what's going on. Come on. Repent of your pride and find you some place in the kingdom to get involved. I don't have to be the one in the pulpit. I don't have to be the one on the front lines. I don't have to be the one leading the charge. I just want a place in the kingdom. Would you cry out unto the Lord right now? Lift up your voice. Come on, Elisha. What's the deal? Amen. What's going on? What are you going after it for? I'm going after it to, to go over. I'm not in this just to hold a mantle in my hands, but I'm in this thing to get something done. Amen. I refuse. I refuse to let the mantle just rest on my shoulder. I want it in my hand. I'm going after so I can go over. Signs of the prophets never got a miraculous entry into new territory. Elisha was there when Elijah took the mantle and smote the water. Amen. Remain standing. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be finished here. There's a road, precious people of God. There's a well-trodden path from Gilgal to Bethel. There's a well-marked road from Bethel to Jericho. There's at least a very worn footpath from Jericho to Jordan. But that's where the road stops. There's no bridge over Jordan. There's no road over Jordan or through Jordan. The only way you go over is because you've gone after. I said the only way you go over is because you've gone after. <laughs> you know what? I guess he could have been content and satisfied. Well, I got what I went after. But that's not really what he went after. He was going after effectiveness for God. Now I got the mantle. What am I going to do with it? Am I going to stay on this side of the Jordan and just glory in my going after? Pat myself on the back and say, look what it got me. And I got this mantle in my hand, but nothing's getting done with it. That's not why I went after. I went after so I could go over. And Elisha took the mantle. And he smote the water. God, I don't know what you've got in mind, but I want it. I don't know what all I'll see or what all I'll experience, but I know one thing. I'm going to give it my best. Where is 
the Lord God of Elijah. And he smote the waters, and the waters parted hither and thither. And he went over on dry ground. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. I know some of you feel it more than others, but let's somebody obey what we feel right now in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Why don't we begin to gather up around the front of the sanctuary?